The 100% Wild Podcast is brought to you by Onyx Hunt, the nation's number one GPS hunting app. Download today in the Google Play and App Store. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast. I'm your co-host, Tim Chelsvik. I'm your other one, Matt Drury. We <laughs> And we're here. And, we and hunting season's here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully... Um, Hopefully we have some encounters with uh, some shooters here soon because I'm yeah. itching to let, I mean, I'll, I'll shoot a doe. Like I'm, I'm ex- excited just to take a deer. Right yeah. Now. The good part is I'm looking at the 10 day forecast and deer cast and a cool front, major you, fronts moving through. You had the elite version of deer I cast? did manage to get an elite wow. <laughs> subscription, but yeah, nice. 10 day out that outlook. It is pretty great. Last year we only had the five day. And so it is yeah. nice to see that 10 day because man, looking ahead, like, especially in this period, it's so hot right now that I keep wanting to see an even a good or a great pop-up on DeerCast. So looking out October 3rd, 4th, 5th, somewhere in there, mm-hmm. it looks like a major front's coming, pushing its way down. So yeah, you and I are going to have to talk about vacation time scheduling pretty soon because hey, it's no worries. I, I see this you, big mass of, of Arctic air yeah. coming down. It's like, it's going to be go time. And, and I know a lot of people that are concerned about EHD in their areas. <clears> and we need that. Just cool can't front. wait yeah. for that to hit. Yeah, we need a first frost for that. Though. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So today we got another great podcast. We got a good question and an even better guest. So let's jump right into it. Mr. Tom Ware. Longtime Drury Outdoors team member, Bo Madness cast member, and a food plot master. And poker champion. Oh, that's right. Uh, no, I wish I was a champion on that, but uh I might not be here sitting talking to you guys if I don't want the main event. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like Tom is one of those guys that the more you visit with him, the more you find out he's good at pretty much everything he does. Yeah. Well, that is not <laughs> so true. That's found, for sure. Found out that he is a pretty high level poker player and who knows what else he does. <clears throat> we'll maybe find out. So Tom, it's season. The season's here. I know you have some spots in Missouri to hunt. How's it going so far? Same. I think the same outlook for you as it is for us. It's hot, but what's happening so far? Well, I'm actually at Missouri uh, deer camp right now uh, here in Sullivan County, Missouri, and on my farm and uh, hunted the last few days with my buddy Ryan May, who uh, killed High Five last year. You probably remember that episode. And he's I'm actually filming him, uh, hoping to get him on uh, one of these shooters here. There's quite a few shooters we've got on camera, but not much daylight activity. It's been hot. We actually took the day off yesterday and drove up to my Iowa farm and uh, it was kind of depressing. Saw a lot of vultures and eagle over the farm, just a lot of EHD uh, signs. Uh, didn't see any dead deer, but um, Jason up there who kind of looks after the farm, he's he's found uh, quite a few. I think we're up to like 17 dead deer oh, eat from EHD. So. Depressing, man. Yeah. I know dad's up to close to 30 on his Missouri farm. Um, and, and they're not really even looking that hard. Like these are like the obvious ones that they're finding. So So, it's a conservative number. I think so. In the early season on his place, he never has the bucks. It's usually, you know, he's got the doe, you know, he's got the rest of the herd. The bucks Uh are usually on the neighboring big ag farms, you know? Sure. So he has a feeling that usually around October, he starts getting better, buck pictures then that may not happen this year unfortunately oh, it's heartbreaking yeah we checked uh, gosh i have uh, i think 17 cameras we checked every one and just the pictures were 
extremely bad. Just the, the big shooters were missing a lot of them. We found some, uh, but this time of year they do kind of hit acorns and I'm trying to be optimistic and think maybe they're just on the acorns and they're not on these green food plots quite as much. So that's what I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. I mean, I, I think that's yeah. probably the root of all the, at the root of all successful hunters is that we are eternal optimists. Well, yeah. Why else you would you kinda, sit out there you kinda, and be unsuccessful? 99% yeah, of the you time. You have to be, cause it's like yeah. any minute now, any minute now, <laughs> any day, any year, any year now. Please Lord, help me here. <laughs> well, um, one of our, one of our listeners was wondering just what is the best way to suck deer onto their property during early season? So we should probably get to the question of the day. Yeah. The question of the day is brought to you by the folks at RTP outdoors, home of the groundbreaking groundbreaker three in one food plot implement. Hey guys. Uh, my name is Dustin Kohler and I am from Arnold, Missouri. Um, actually have a, a farm that we hunt on or a piece of property down in Madison County, Missouri. But my question is, as uh, we get kicked off into 2019, we're always looking to improve our property. You know, what are the best tactics for planting uh, early season food plots to make sure that the deer are, uh, you know, getting to these plots in the appropriate amount of time to make sure that we kind of create a home base for them on our property? Thank you. Great question. Thank you, Dustin and Tom. We may be late on the reply. I mean, he's not going to be able to affect anything probably this year, but let's give him, let's give him his response. It's like when the Titanic rolled up in Ghostbusters 2 and they said better late than never. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Tom, what do you think here? Well, you know, I have uh, kind of a large variety of different food plots we plant. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily plant a lot of them just for early season. Um, I would say the two that come to my mind first when I'm trying to kill a buck early would be um, radishes because they hit them hard early and sometimes they just destroy them. Uh, and so if I'm targeting a particular buck that I think maybe we better shoot, try to shoot early, he's not on a safe part of our, or maybe he's on uh, just a small section of my property that I think the neighbors might have a good chance of, of harvesting that deer, then I'll, I might plant radishes trying to draw him over. Uh, and the other the other early season food plot that I'm pretty successful on is, is of course, clover. So, <clears throat> so those on, are the two that really stand out to me for early season that I try to are, are good draw, drawing power. On those biologic radishes, how long will they continue to have that draw power you know, like how long through the season have you typically seen? Well, my problem with, uh, they're not there. So I, I guess I don't have a good test market. They just hammer them and they're gone. So I, I don't know because they're always gone early. See, I'm, I, I'm asking you for selfish reasons because I actually planted <laughs> it on my best spot this year at Mark's, you know, um, um, kind of advice. And so same thing you're saying He's like, Hey, if you're, if you got a spot and it's mm -hmm. your early season spot, definitely plant radishes. And they are, they're hitting it. The food we were talking off air here before we jumped on and yeah. this food plot that we were hunting the other night. That's what I got planted there. And it was 20, 25 deer, five bucks, one shooter. 
early movement, they were hammering it before they went to the beans. And um, I'm just curious how long I'm going to be able to continue yeah, to, question. To, to hunt that food yeah. plot before. Cause I've had years where then like late season, it, the food still looks great, but they won't touch it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think they're going to, they're going to hit the, the actual radish in the ground later. But the leaves on top and everything, they're hammering now, and they'll actually eat them to the ground. I've seen an entire radish field that was just radishes, just down to the dirt. They just eat everything all the way down to the dirt. Wow. I do not so. have that problem just yet. They're eating it. They're, <laughs> they're doing a good job of eating it, but it's I, my deer density is probably not as high, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. When they eat the portion, when they eat the leaves that are kind of extending beyond the surface of the ground, Tom, what does that do to the growth of the actual radish? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I wish I could answer that question. Sure. I think I think it, it's got to stop the growth, doesn't it? It's, it seems like you're kind of taking away part of the the, the power plant. You know, yeah. that's doing the photosynthesis for the plant. But yeah, I, I would think it it stops it right then. I. I I'm, I'm uh, speculating. I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. So on the clover, you know, obviously that's a, you, you probably plant that in the springtime, I would assume, or else you plant like a last bite type product in the fall and then frost seed it in the winter, February. That's exactly what we do. Usually we'll plant something like uh, any kind of biologic brassica mix, like the radishes or, you know, uh, winter bulbs and sugar beets, or it could be last bite. I, I really like last bite, which actually last bite has a little bit of clover in it. So it kind yeah. of starts the clover. And then what we do is we will go in there in late February, early March and frost seed more clover on top of it. Yeah. So it really comes up in the spring, real lush as a new growth uh, clover plot for, you know, the entire summer and then into that fall. And then really Oops. after that, it's just about maintaining it for the yep. most part. It's not something you have to really mess with if you can keep the weeds out and, mm -hmm. and maintain it well enough through the spring and summer, right? Yep, that's exactly right. And usually unless that first year is usually real good, we just mow it a few times and uh, it, it, weed control isn't too bad. In uh, future years, as the grasses start getting in there, we'll spray clethodin in it, and uh, it'll control those grasses and keep the broadleaf clover fine. It won't, you know, that that uh, product doesn't hurt the clover at all. So it works out, works out well for us. So, you know, kind of continuing on the food plot strategy and early season strategy, you know, one of the things that Mark and Terry have always talked about and they, you know, Grant Woods, Dr. Grant Woods kind of helped them along way back in the day is the food plot architecture trying to get deer to yeah. move from one area to another or one food source to another food source. Do you really implore those type of tactics on your farms as well? Uh, well, that's, yeah, uh, definitely. What we try to do is we try to get kind of aggressive on those green plots uh, that are tight into the bedding area, especially early season. Um, and then they're going from green and then maybe going out to those grain fields that are a little bit farther out there. So Sometimes you can find uh, those little tucked back corners that the farmer doesn't necessarily want to farm. Maybe the terrain is a little bit too rough for them, or, or you can go in and maybe remove some cedar trees or whatever just to make a little quarter acre. I call them killing plots, mm -hmm. but uh, then you can go make a little clover plot there or a radish plot, whatever you want, and, and they'll hit that green before the grain, and it seems they'll come out earlier in those fields that are shaded first. Those deer like to uh, 
as you probably know, if, if from hunting a little bit already this year, Matt, you they're, they're probably hitting that shade. As, they did. You know, they, they get in that shade first, and you want to be in a plot that's, that's shaded early. Otherwise, they're not going to be on it. Yeah, they ran to the shade, actually. Scott and yeah. I were sitting in the stand, and we were talking about that. They would go straight to it, and then they'd plant themselves there and move yeah. along with it almost. <clears throat> yeah. It's just, they're just like us. I mean, if we're at a park, where are we going to go? We're going to go to, we're going to go under an awning or something that has shade. It's just the, the major difference in temperatures. So. Yeah. I like yeah. the swing sets. <laughs> so what's some of the other early season tactics that you guys use? Uh, hunt water. That's, a, that's another one. Uh, if you have them, if you have some little water, water holes, uh, we actually made a couple this year uh, in Illinois. They're not a, course they're they're dry right now we didn't have enough rain to fill them up and it's kind of good with the ehd going on and i've heard a couple rumors on uh and articles and people talking on facebook or 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 whatever on should you have water holes uh with the midge all this stuff and so i'm kind kind of at a loss i don't really know what to do there i know i've heard i thought uh uh, Mark maybe went into some of his water holes and made the edges a little deeper. Somebody told me. I'm not sure if that's true. I believe he I did. I yeah, I believe he did. He, he did do that? I think so, to try to make it so that th- they didn't have the ability to kind of puddle up where those midges could hatch. Yep. Okay. Well, that, that makes sense. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's something we do is hunt water early, especially if it's hot. You know, they got to have water. Yeah. Tom, one of the properties I hunt is, uh, is a cattle is it's a cattle ranch. There are cattle watering ponds, but then there's also a couple of creeks and one intermittent stream that runs through the property. Do you have a sense for, do deer prefer still water to, to drink from, or do, would they prefer moving maybe a little cleaner water? I, I don't know. I don't know that. That's a good question. I'd like to know that. I'd like yeah, to know the answer trying to, to get that. that figured out. I have both on my farm too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't know I don't, if they have. A you know, I don't know if they really prefer. I, I tell you what, I've seen some complete ponds that are completely uh, covered in duckweed and some of that, and, and they'll drink from them. So, you know, if I was eating, I'd be like, I don't know if I want to drink out of that, but <laughs> you see them drink standards. out of it. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's just whatever's closest to them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the the going into another early season tactic is. I really rely on reconics and, and I go to where, you know, this time of year, you're only going to have some deer that are, that are daylight. Yeah. And we try to find those deer. So that's probably the biggest tactic I could, I could tell you is we try to find the deer that are daylight and there's far and few between. Yeah. Especially when it's hot like this, the moon's kind of backwards right now. I mean, there's a lot of, I think pessimistic uh, factors going oh, right. into a deer moving during daylight. It's one thing to see, you know, the fawns and the in the doe and you know the yearling bucks moving in the evening or afternoons or whatever. But it's a whole nother thing to see a four or five year old mm-hmm. buck or older get up yep. in daylight, and that's what we're typically after, right? So um, right. It, when it's hot like this, like I said, the moon. There's just a lot of factors of what kind of makes them not want to move right now. That's right. That's right. It's when you find a daylight movie that's a five-year-old, uh, you better be trying to get on him if he if he's on your hit list. Yeah, and so. typically, I mean, if you if you are seeing daylight movement, they must be bedded right there somewhere. 
I agree. I think they're betted close. Uh, and it's, that's why it's it, a lot of times pays off, do a lot of scouting this time of year. In fact, last night it got up to, uh, gosh, it was mid eighties here in uh, Northern Missouri. So we went up to Southern Iowa and just scouted my farm and uh, actually uh, uh, had uh had a good encounter with a buck we call the judge actually we just named him last night because we figure out all the other deer are in trouble with this ehd so uh we we figured this one's not in trouble so we call him the judge nice <laughs> but anyway he's he's a big nine he's a, he's at least five he's kind of a new deer we're not sure what deer he was or i'm trying to look at pictures and figure out who he was but it paid off he actually came out in the Cloverfield right below my cabin and I'm sitting there going, wow, you know, that's maybe a deer we're going to now target. And if we wouldn't have taken the night off from Missouri to go scout, we wouldn't even have known he's there. So come October 1st, he might be in trouble. And realistically, it's probably going to be like the third when that front comes through, I think second or third, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. It, so that's a, uh, that's a good tactic too. Early season is, is do a lot of scouting. Yeah. It, it's so hard for me to do scouting in early season because I feel like, okay, I've waited all year to hunt. Now it's finally legal for me to go hunt and I want yep. to. And, but, but I know in a lot of cases I still need good Intel. And so I really need to be spending more time scouting. It's just not what I natively want to do. Hunt smarter, not harder. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Did you just make that up? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. If you did. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> of course I did, Tim. Cool. Well, Tom, any other early season tactics that you think people ought to know about? Uh, let me think. Uh, no, I mean, that's mainly it. As far as the question from, uh, you know, on, on food plots, the two that came to mind were radishes and clover. Uh, sure. Of course, water isn't a food plot, but if you can design a watering hole next to your food plot, all the better. Um, uh, scout a lot, uh, use reconics, mm-hmm. uh, look at deer cast. That's another thing last night, deer cast showed poor. Um, and I think the movement was poor. We drove around all the roads on my farm up there and really not very many deer out. We just happened to come back to the cabin and at last light saw that big, um, the judge come out. Yeah. So, Sweet. you know, they're still moving a little bit, but, uh, wasn't a lot of action. Yeah. One of the things I appreciate about Tom, and I think I've said this before, whenever you talk to an expert, they're never afraid to tell you a good salad. I don't know. I don't know. Well, then I must be an expert at everything. You are brilliant, <laughs> sir. <laughs> a damn genius. <laughs> but you know, someone knows what they're talking about when they're also, they also have enough comfort to say, I, I just don't know about one that. One of the first yet. things that Mark taught me when I when I came to work here 15 years ago, and, and at that time we were still selling DVDs and we were doing trade shows. Yeah, and, you know, I'd had to I had to work the booth, and he said, "Look, when I was a salesman, one of the things if somebody stumped me on a question, I'd always say, well, I don't know the answer right now, but I'll find Figure out. And out. I'll get back to you.' Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of truth to that. You know, yep. just say hey, if I don't know it, don't don't BS your way through it. Right, <laughs> right, yeah, but do go figure out. But do something. figure it out and follow. Up. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Wild. You guys ready for uh, the wildlife word? Beyond ready. Tom, are you ready to have your mind blown by Tim's wildlife word? I'm ready. All right. There's four of them. Okay. Because there are four chambers to a deer's stomach. Okay, let's hear them. The rumen, the omasum, the ab omasum, and the reticulum. 
Rumen I've heard of. None of the rest of them, though. The rumen is the first part where like undigested materials will go and they'll they'll regurgitate them and chew, you know, sit down and chew yeah. them up again. Yeah. So that's literally ruminating is yeah. where that term comes from. Uh, so the omasum is for small particles to kickstart the digestion. The rumen is for microbial fermentation. The abomasum is for acid production and hydrolysis of proteins prior to entering the small intestine. And the reticulum is for particle separation. Man, I feel like I'm back in school and I'm falling asleep, Tim. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You need me to like pump fake you or something and I'll wake you up. No, I want you to find better wildlife words. <laughs> I don't know if it's possible. I, That's me neither. Spine tingling content. That's as good as it's gonna get. <laughs> you know, it's funny because you think like when you're when you're field dressing a deer, you just pull all that stuff out. Yeah, you, you see don't literally all those things you just mentioned. Yeah, well, but like, but I couldn't tell you, you once do, what. The, the the trick is with this one, you don't see the four chambers. You just see the big stomach sack. You pull it out. You try not to puncture it. True. And right. you're done with it. Well, maybe I'm seeing it because I'm horrible <laughs> at field dressing a deer. <laughs> I want to I see what this thing smells like on the inside. Let's pop this open. <laughs> but it's amazing just how how incredible they're designed. And sure. we, I think, sometimes take it for granted when we're disassembling them, just what went into creating the animal called the white That could be said of any living creature or organism. It's unbelievable. No doubt. So, no doubt. so next time you puncture a stomach, think of me. <laughs> I will. Oh, I will. Maybe I'll do it on purpose. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Dustin, for the question. Good time. We appreciate it. Why don't we shut this thing down, huh? Yeah. So real quick, if you haven't, make sure, you know, season's here. Everybody's seasons are opening up. Check out the new version of DeerCast. Go to your app store and yep. update or download. Or you could go to the desktop version over DeerCast. .com. Tons of articles, 400 plus counting. We have new original shows that we're putting out uh, in DeerCast. We have DOD TV episodes, everything mm -hmm. you can imagine, and so much more. So if you want to check it out, by all means, do so. And uh, I think you'll enjoy. And October is our Nomad giveaway month for the 30-year anniversary. That's right. Uh, celebration. Great giveaway. So a full. We're still giving away a farm. If you're living under a rock, we're giving away a farm. A Go lot. to in Deercast. Mm -hmm. You can click the farm giveaway tab and uh, sign up for that. Yep. No strings attached. So much stuff going on. That's right. Yeah. So All we, right. we should get back to work, huh? I, please. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Until next time. Safe Thanks. hunting.